Good evening. My name is Thomas Steininger. I welcome you to re-evolve our international edition for consciousness and culture. I'm very happy to have here in the radio show uh, Stephen Busby. Uh, Stephen, you're here? Yes. Hi, Thomas. Hi, everybody. Stephen, great to hear you. If I may say some lines for uh, the people maybe who don't know you yet. Stephen Busby works internationally as a visionary leader and teacher to facilitate new forms of innovation and cultural emergence and to help people and organizations to fulfill their life potential. He has developed a powerful approach called Embodying Higher Consciousness, which he delivers through his coaching, consulting, and healing practice. He travels widely, he's based at the Fintown community in Scotland, and has worked for over 13 years in Europe, Africa, Asia, and North America. Stephen, you call your work Embodying Higher Consciousness. I was very struck when I uh, just was contemplating uh, the embodying part of higher consciousness, because usually when people talk about higher consciousness and embodying, there's this tension uh, between uh, people who really uh, dive into whatever they feel higher consciousness is about and people who are very uh, uh, oriented about embodiment work. Yes. So I would like to love to hear your understanding and your work of what you call embodying higher consciousness. Mm, yeah, thank you. In a sense, it's the best umbrella term that has come to me to describe the, the direction in which the field of the work is going, which is uh, anchored for me very much in an experience of uh, consciousness, or as I say, in the field of my work of higher frequencies of consciousness, which are increasingly available to those of us who wish to open ourselves and to sensitize ourselves to these uh, subtle aspects of life. And as part of that work, it just became very clear to me through the fault line or the tension in which I myself was living and in which I perceived other people living, that so much of this consciousness was simply available to us and asking us in a way to come through in as fully an embodied way as possible into our daily life. And that the emphasis needs to be, at least so far as I understood it, needs to be placed um, as equally upon the further reaches of inner access as upon the very concrete and practical aspects of how consciousness at the higher or deeper levels is embodied in very ordinary everyday life, everyday ways in daily life. And that, that, that has become in a sense the cornerstone of my work and, and forms in a way a, an ongoing practice for me and those who join me in the field. Let me also ask a very basic question. Um, uh, higher consciousness is a very lofty term. Mm. And, um, of course, every one of us has some basic understanding when we uh, say we are conscious. Yes. Um, uh, if you ask what, what is a higher form of consciousness, a higher form of, of awareness, you already brought the term of a frequency in that. Mm. Uh, what, what are we talking about? What is a higher consciousness? Uh, if, if you are kind of working with people also to developing a higher consciousness, 
um, how can we understand what you're doing? In a sense, the the higher consciousness grew for me through an experience of a growing experience of subtle energy work. That as I became more aware of the more complex and multi-layered nature of reality, I found that I was able to become more inviting and more embodying of um, all or more of the subtle nature of life and of reality through developing practices in subtle sensitivity or subtle energy work and sharing mm -hmm. these with other people. And then one effect of that work was that um, our actual experience, our interior experience of the consciousness that we are and that we are becoming became very real and that through the subtle energy or subtle sensitivity work, we were able to discern consciousness in a much finer way. And it seemed to me that it became possible to discern different um, experiences or levels or dimensions of consciousness through some particularly of the relational practices which we began to develop in the field. So... In a way, I became, in a way, the, the hypothesis is that there are, for want of a better word, distinctions in frequency in consciousness. And that's what we're on, I believe, the, the living or the cutting edge of exploring, as, as I know uh, you are too, with those who work with you in your field. If if we just use our conversation right here now, for example, mm. um, we are having this conversation via technology. You're sitting in Scotland. I'm sitting in the middle of Germany. Yes. Uh, we are connected via the internet. And um, there's a certain dialogical field opening up. I hear yes. your voice. We haven't met before. And as I understand, I... Uh, What you are saying about the potentiality of a higher consciousness, there is a kind of a subtlety of awareness of yes. uh, being aware of each other. I can have a very kind of a basic hearing you. Yes. And I can have a kind of a more refined tuned in where some fine nuances are becoming more part of what I hear. Yes. Is this tuning in, into the, the, the fineness of... Uh, The conversations, the words, uh, the the space between us, that things become um, visible or uh, uh, aware uh, that you find uh, or that you call these frequencies of a yeah. higher consciousness. I would put it like this: like um, I'm enjoying a space of outer dialogue with you at the moment. We're talking. We're, mm -hmm. And at the same time that we're, we're speaking, I imagine we're both sensing into the space of the dialogue and its possibility. What is currently unfolding through the dialogue, you know, concretely, and what has not yet unfolded or what could unfold mm -hmm. through the space that we allow. 
So at the same time as I'm engaging with you in this dialogue, I'm also engaging internally through my subtle awareness mm-hmm. so that I, I bring as much of my subtle interiority into my whole experience of life as I'm speaking with you so that more of my whole interior experience then informs the dialogue space, the outer dialogue space between us. So you could say in a sense, uh, without making it too complicated, that it's a little like multiple dialogues are unfolding at the same time mm-hmm. in inner and outer space. And this doesn't feel, with practice, this doesn't feel like a stretch at all. It feels actually more like an affirmation of the wholeness of our experience as we consent to bring it more fully into life through us. I mean, this this inner space that you are uh, talking about and uh, what you were describing about your own also inner dialogue, the potentiality, that's, of course, happening on both sides. Yes. There is a shared um, uh Uh, space opening that's filled with uh, our outer conversation, the words that we're ex- exchanging, but it's also yeah. my expectations, also my hearing you and what lands with me, what, what I'm saying and what cut the resonance of your words. Yes. And there's an interplay between this resonance, my alertness, my expectations, and also my openness to kind yes. of have, have not a fixed kind of, uh, this is where I want to go with this conversation, but allow something to, to be born between us that maybe uh, does not come from my expectation, but becomes uh, come from a place of curiosity and openness, that something, uh, a, a creative uh, encounter allows us to go to some places that um, gets born in the conversation itself. Yes, and my sense is that your curiosity and your openness, as you put it, as I experience it in me, is there, is therefore, as we, as we affirm and enjoy that, is opening us up to other layers of possibility in our dialogue that are not necessarily so, so obvious here in the words between us. But there is like an, an inner opening or expansiveness that happens as we allow our curiosity and our openness in a way to infect each other in our space. So how does this play a role in the work that you're doing with people? And uh, what, what is your focus point? What do you, where do you see that something is evolving that... Uh, some of what you call higher consciousness or deeper potentialities or a different potential is emerging in your work. How does this look like in the work? How do you do this? And um, do you have kind of, um, can you tell us some ways how people can envision what you're doing and how this is really changing people's lives or organizations' lives? Yeah. Uh, Well, um, I'll have a go. Let's see. <laughs> I mean, at the core of the work are um, a variety of different relational practices whereby people come together in large and small groups, either uh, face-to-face in the same space or virtually online, and are um, guided through or um, receive suggestions as to way they can, ways they can playfully, 
enter into forms of deeper contacts and deeper listening and deeper openness to each other in in ways which um, I guess are based on what's most alive or up in their lives. So, for example, um, to be a bit more concrete, there might be a practice that invites people to to attune to a moving theme or issue in their life, which is very alive for them mm-hmm. or very concerning or problematic in some way. Then the practices would be designed to allow um, some people to explore relationally in the company of others their experience of those issues or concerns in their life while the other people are witnessing them in how um, the issue or theme is being expressed through them as they presence it. The witnessing practice would be um, a combination then of outer relational witnessing and the kind of inner subtle or energetic um, sensitivity or listening, which I referred to earlier, simultaneously at the same time. So that people are, are learning in a way a kind of um, bi-directional presencing work as much out there in the world, in human culture, between each other in relational space, as internally within themselves, as they open to more of their own uh, subtle wholeness. And that then emerges more fully into the relational space and nurtures the dialogue that is unfolding there. Does that make sense how I've described it so far? Yeah, it, it, it does. Let me try to uh, unpack it for me a, mm. a little bit. Um, the, 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 the way I hear you, uh, uh, usually uh, when we uh, enter any, any kind of social relationship uh, with others and uh, also with, with, with ourselves, there are a certain... Um, themes that we are aware of, there's, there's, there's certain uh, uh, topics that we are concerned about, there's certain uh, uh, issues that we want that we yes. want to talk that we want to talk about, and we have a, a, a refined or not so refined understanding of uh, who we are, what we want, who the other is, what the other want, and the way I understand what your work is about is to allow this, um, let me use a word that just comes to my mind, allow these expectations and and these identifications of myself and the other in this situation to dance a little bit. Yes. Uh, So that uh, the the, the fixedness of what I think I am in this, what I want and what my expectation of who think who the other is, that in the moment of encounter, like in the conversation like you, I, I read uh, a little bit of your work on the, uh, on the internet, I listened to some parts of, of what, what you're doing, and they have a certain expectation, but the, here you are, uh, and I hear your voice, and something becomes a life between us. Yes. And there I have to, uh, I just could go on with my ideas, uh, what, what I'm interested in your work, what it is, but there's something alive that I don't fully understand what it is, Yes. Aware of it. Yes. A sense of something having been seeded. Exactly. And 
the capacity to first be even aware of what you call something is seated in the aliveness of our conversation, to be aware of it and also to be interested in it, although I don't know exactly what it is, but it allow it to unfold. Yes, in a sense, to become awakened to it. Exactly. Uh, be awakened uh, Be awakened to it and to the degree that I become more awake to it, also to allow it to, to guide me Yes. Uh, in our conversation. There's some kind of intuitive field opening up that uh, I'm not in control of. Yes. Uh, my, my ideas of myself, um, my whatever, is not in control of. There's something alive where I have a sense that something is there. Yes. I find it important uh, or interesting or scary, whatever it is. Yes. But it, um, if I allow it to, to be a growing part of our conversation, yes. it becomes its own guiding principle of where we can go here. Yes. So then as we allow ourselves to, to further relish and to enjoy this experience, we may find ourselves dropping more deeply into it. Mm-hmm. My, my sense is that as or when we do that, particularly in um, a space where many people within the field are practicing relationally in this way, then a certain intensity builds. Mm-hmm. And, and many of those who are, will be practicing are likely to find that they then, as they allow themselves to drop deeper into these forms of uh, subtle space, uh, relational subtle space, they are brought into contact with aspects of themselves, aspects of uh, the personality, we could say, which feel less uh, free or less available to them, which are less available to to the subtle awareness, which previously we might have been enjoying more. Mm -hmm. So in a sense, brought into contact with layers or aspects or inner structures of ourselves, which are are less um, fluid in subtle terms, Mm -hmm. where there's a a certain interior experience of perhaps um, density or stuckness of blockness or awkwardness, which I believe is available to all of us. And these are the internal structurings of the person or the personality, as I often say it, which I think the work is also drawing us to bring our attention to in very subtle, loving, generous and compassionate ways, relationally, not privately within ourselves, but actually out there relationally in the space with those whom we are practicing with. That, that, that's very interesting because, as I hear you, there are three elements that you are, are touching here. Mm-hmm. One, one is, is, is the element that something becomes alive between us, uh, as I said before, that can have some gui- gu- guiding relevance for, yes. uh, for this conversation. There's some potentiality opening up that I'm uh, not really aware of what it is, but uh, no, I'm a, kind of aware, but I don't know what it is. Yes. And... and it takes a lot of, uh, it can take a lot of guts to go there because it's a very insecure territory. It needs trust in this conversation because yes. to the degree that I go with you there, I, I need trust in the situation that we're in because it makes me vulnerable. Yes. And, and, and while or as we are yes. likely to be brought more into contact with that vulnerability. 
So, so either a form of uh, courage or guts, as you say, or simply a form of um, um, commitment between us that we explore that um, very creatively and playfully. I don't think this needs to be such a big deal necessarily, but it does require some form of container around us, which helps us to stay. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And, and there's this third element uh, that you touched on, uh, that uh, to the degree that there's enough trust to go there, what you're just describing, mm. uh, th- th- there is also the likelihood uh, just to, for things to show up that I usually, let's put it, I have under control uh, a, a part of myself that I'm not, I usually, do, I'm not so easy with, let's put it that way, but yeah. I manage to kind of work around. Yes. Uh, but in this openness, uh, uh, they show up in a way where, because I'm, I'm, I'm not in control in that way, uh, they show up in a way that I'm not in control of. And that is, is, is something where first I see more of myself, uh, maybe not in a way that I also necessarily want to right now. Yes. yes. And also you see more of, my, of me, which I maybe yes. also don't want to. Yes. So that can be uh, that can be a moment of tension, or that basically also can close down our conversation. But it seems that this is something that is important uh, in, in the way you do your work. Yes, in a sense, you want to allow or even design containers, like um, real containers where people can gather and meet, as well as subtle energy containers mm-hmm. where, where we are invited to go uh, very gently and lovingly to those places where ordinarily in life we, we may be less willing to go or even less conscious of in, in the daily thrust of our lives um, out there in, um, in regular human culture. So in a sense, the, the containers that are being um, intended and are uh, are unfolding through uh, your and my field of work and so many others field of work you know are, are are an essential part of this work what kind of spaces can we intend and allow to unfold between us in ways in ways through which we become actually more anchored there in our lives, like our, so much so that our, our sense of identity becomes more firmly anchored there as much as it is anchored out there, apparently, in regular daily cultural life. So that in a sense, the, the, the focal point of uh, our sense of who we are and how we relate to life in its increasing complexity is as much, um, based in or anchored in these very particular uh, forms of slightly protected relational spaces mm-hmm. as it is in the world out there. And I think in a, in a way what we're doing is we're learning to shift uh, the locus of our attention away from um, regular culture as we've experienced it, you know, since forever to a very, a very different experience of life as we taste that more deliciously and allow that to permeate through our life. And then I think we need less to, to train exclusively in these slightly protected places or spaces mm-hmm. and become more, um, as I know you're aware, more walking embodied examples of consciousness in daily life in all of its aspects. But this does require a practice and a certain depth commitment. 
as uh, uh, this kind of protected uh, places that you're describing uh, give us also some uh, trust, some confidence, some experience of this inner dimension to uh, become stronger and more aware and us to wake up to this. Yes. Uh, it allows us also to hold this in our so-called regular life in a way that uh, it allows us to to go beyond all the borders I usually create with this ordinary life. It are usually just controlled by all our psychological mechanisms, conscious or unconscious as, as they are. That's right. What comes to me is something that you uh, uh, brought into our conversation, our pre-conversation before this call. You called it the inner subtle guidance. Mm. Mm. Yes. It seems that um, in a practice like this that you are describing, uh, there is also something like um, a guiding, a guidance showing up that also allows us uh, to. Uh, to find something like higher potentials in this free flow of conversation. Yes, yes. Uh, what is this inner subtle guidance and uh, where does it come from? How do you interpret it? Uh, what is its function? Uh, or is this a central point of your work? It seems so. And uh, if it guides us somewhere, where does it guide us to? <laughs> Great question. <laughs> well, let's say that as as um, we awaken to more of the aliveness of the dialogue between us mm-hmm. uh, right now, I, f- I feel an aliveness and an excitement in this, which is as much about um, where we potentially could go or how we could potentially relate together as it is about how we are relating together um, mm-hmm. at the moment. So that's, that's a sense of, of growing excitement. If I allow that to, to permeate through me more fully in, into my um, inner space, then it seems to me that I, I embrace or come in, to more contact within myself of more of what I experience as my, my wholeness, the, the wholeness of my larger or deeper selfhood beyond the personality with which I habitually identify. Mm-hmm. So that there's a space of inner consciousness unfolding within me as much as we are engaged here in outer dialogue. And it seems to me that because I've practiced in being able to stay as much with my inner awareness as with my outer, and this is a practice which is never finished. I think it's a, it's a life path in itself. And it seems to me that this inner space becomes very enriched and um, nourished through uh, a much wider bandwidth of inner sensory experience whereby I may become aware of much more um, at the level of inner sensation, a much wider range of um, emotional expression within me, um, ideas, uh, sudden impulses, images, sounds, all kinds of subtle experiences may become much more obvious in my interior space as the dialogue unfolds without in any way um, uh, disturbing that dialogue, but on the contrary, uh, enriching it 
and bringing much more of the wholeness of the potential into our outer space. Mm -hmm. So I think what I'm becoming aware of, what, what those of us who practice this are becoming aware of is more of the subtle nature of the whole of multidimensional reality in which we are embedded and of which the personality in the external human cultural world is just one aspect. Mm-hmm. Much more aware of the multi-layered wholeness of life with uh, a big L, if you like, and are able through practice to bring this in very concrete ways into um, into embodiment, into the way we we relate to each other, the way we. Uh, take decisions in the la- in our lives, the way we navigate and steer ourselves through life into every single aspect of life that may become permeated in this way. Mm-hmm. And then I think to answer your question uh, more specifically, what I think perhaps perhaps there are two aspects here. One would be my sense that I'm I'm more embracing of more of my own wholeness, perhaps even at the level of soul. And secondly, and um, non-contradictorily, I'm also more in touch with much more of much a much wider or deeper range of the subtle intelligence in all life beyond myself. In other words, with all those different forms of subtle wisdom and love and intelligence, which are as real at other dimensions of subtle life as we are here real in the purely physical dimension of life. This is where I think things can get really interesting, but I'll pause there just to, to see if this is answering your question first. No, it, it, it's answering my question in a very rich way. And if I may break break it down to something that came to me while I was listening to you, mm. which uh, may be more abstract, but uh, uh, it's it somehow uh, related to all these different dimensions that you were laying out here, that um, coming back to the questions, so uh, where is this guiding us to? Or where yes. is this me, 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 me guiding to? I'm, I'm aware all these subtle dimensions of, of wholeness that, that, that you are describing are all kind of intuitive uh, potentialities that I become aware of as I'm engaging with you. Yes. There's some uh, ongoing, and it, it depends to my capacity to be present, my capacity to be aware, and also my capacity to, to be present in a very subtle way, that ongoingly new potentialities show up. Yes. Which I... To most if we don't really know what they are, I have more an intuitive relationship than a cognitive relationship to them. Precisely. And in my following them, uh, they lead us to a different place. And this seems to be an ongoing unfolding of potentialities between us. And where it goes, I don't know, but it is an unfolding of potential. In, yeah. very, in very different dimensions and very subtle dimensions. And the, the, the guiding principle here into you, all this dimension is that this potential is leading us by being aware to it without really knowing what it is. Yes, it's in a way, it's less that um, I feel led into different places, more that I feel led or guided or sometimes nudged uh, deeper within. 
which in a, in a, in a strange way perhaps doesn't feel so, so different, but increasingly ever more at home, you know, within the wholeness of myself. At home, but at the same time, um, I have to let go of a lot of identification to be, to be aware of what you're talking about. <laughs> yes, that's right. <laughs> because there's the temptation to kind of uh, bring it down to, yeah, this is what he is saying, and, and, and kind of hold it in some way. But uh, I, I feel uh, to the degree I do that, I miss what you're pointing to. Yes, and in a way, like, like uh, as for us all, you would also need to, to – at least to seem to need to let go of your um, and my primary identification with myself as somebody who's embodied only within physical form and walking around in human culture with which we are, you know, primarily identified, you know, since birth and, and heavily conditioned in. So in a sense, through, through the subtle rational practices, we're learning, um, experiences in in gentle and uh, loving ways to undo or to to at least to question and to un begin to undo that conditioning and its burden and that's a very big deal isn't it it, it is a very big deal and um, again uh, it, it needs a lot of trust to go with this yes And uh, also what you're saying, I have to let go of um, uh, a lot of things that uh, identify myself, uh, who I think I am, because that seems not the place where this lives. Yes, as, as, as we're um, oriented or, or turned more towards the, the vaster mystery of who we are or who or what we may be beyond what we think we know we are. Mm So I understand this seems to have a lot to do with this opening up uh, to these subtle dimensions, to also the, the, the subtle frequencies, I guess, that, yeah. that, that you are mentioning. In the end, one also could say it has a lot to do with opening up between uh, to the living mystery. Yes. That, can I can I add something? Yes, please. But my sense is that as we as we if we're interested in this, because I don't think it's a path uh, at all for for everybody. But mm -hmm. if, if if there is a um, a live interest in this in us, then through through increasing practice and subtle discernment, mm -hmm. then my my sense for myself and for many others in the field is that we're brought into contact with very tangible sources of higher wisdom and intelligence mm -hmm. within the subtle realms, very, in, a, in very tangible ways, right. in ways which suggest to us that actually there is a great deal of support and guidance here available to us in very benevolent and generous ways, which is as interested in working in partnership and cooperatively with us as, mm -hmm. as we might be interested in going there. So what you're saying uh, to the degree, if they're interested, that uh, I let go of uh, certain uh, known realities that I'm comfortable with. Yes. And uh, I'm opening up to unknown realities. These unknown realities don't uh, seem to be empty. There seem to be wisdom to be found there. Very much so, yes. 
but the wisdom comes in a way uh, that uh, I, I, you you can't just take it and, and run with it. Uh, it, uh, it it needs uh, a humility and openness to its very nature, which, yes. uh, uh, as I hear, you, has to do with this uh, subtlety. Yes. Uh, the the unknownness. Yes. Uh, and also this the, the higher frequencies, or yes. how do you describe it? It's not wisdom or information even that. Uh, mm is at all of the same shape, form, or vibration as we're used to dealing with in, in our outer everyday lives. It's, it's, it is intelligence which seems to become available to or discernible to many of us as a form of um, inner or intuitive stream that actually with practice becomes, you might with practice, a sense of this kind of stream as being there all the time, not as, not as something that we need to, to be very clever in, in going somewhere in order to find it and, and learn to access in um, predictable ways, but actually part of a much uh, wider or deeper constant stream of life on the inner not only available to us all the time but actually us all the time non-separately let me ask the question this way Uh, what you're describing sounds very attractive Uh, it's uh, hardly graspable. One has to really uh, focus with uh, with a high capacity of of my sensitivity to to really go with the territory that you're opening up. Yes. Uh, isn't that what you're talking about? Uh, just uh, seems to be very beautiful, very powerful, but isn't it very lofty? <laughs> how how can we integrate something like this into our life? Where's the embodiment part of this? that this is not just something that's nice for some uh, very protected areas of our life on a weekend or seminar or whatever, but th- that this became part, an integral part of who, how we conduct uh, our life, how we uh, uh, work together, our organization. That's how I hear you. This is not just something uh, yes. very nice for a private. This can be a, a way of living and unfolding as uh, a human person, but also how we uh, organize our organizations and live our public life. Yes, and and uh, I think it's true that this has to become more integrated in our lives. There is, in a in a sense, in on this path, there is no choice about that. We will simply be taken to places, to depths of ourselves, which are ready now for our deeper or more subtle uh, awareness and love whereby we are necessarily through the practices, through the work, becoming integrated there. So that consciousness is not in any way, at least in, in my um, very partial understanding of this so far, mm-hmm. it was very early days in many ways, is not something that could ever be separate from embodiment. That every time I'm enabled through 
the practices in this field, for example, to discover and touch upon and embrace more of myself and of those parts and places and structures in other people and indeed within collective fields of human awareness, then there is necessarily a certain embodiment involved in this and an integration simultaneously of which we are but little aware. Mm-hmm. What, what, what do you mean when you, when you say embodiment in this context? Uh, how can I understand uh, that, that, the that, this? that those places that I'm brought into contact with in myself or in others within subtle space through the work, through, through that, uh, those forms of uh, gentle and subtle awareness mm-hmm. is, is brought into us, into um, our energetic and physical uh, form, our mm-hmm. vessel, into life. There is there is a bringing in through us, through our our humanness, the very form of ourselves through matter, in which more of the subtle comes into life. Now, I may struggle to 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 express and and seem to be able to embody certain parts of that in my mm-hmm. everyday life, but there is nevertheless underneath my struggle a sense of some form of growing integration through the body, through the human form. It's very difficult once one has you know really gone any kind of uh, depth in this path to prevent that process. It's mm-hmm. something that once open to becomes in a sense, um, uh, just becomes self-supporting. Yeah. I mean, one interesting experience um, uh, thinking about uh, uh, this term of embodiment that you bring in here is that I find it very fascinating uh, in a conversation like this with you uh, which, uh, I mean, we, we are literally uh, uh, thousands of kilometers apart. We don't see each other. Uh, we're connected uh, via the Internet and having this conversation. But it seems to be a full-body experience to talk with you. Yes. <laughs> and that's a kind of, I find it stunning uh, because it's, uh, it even feels to the degree that I can't really hear you if I'm not fully hearing you with my full-body presence here. Yes. And if I allow even more enjoyment and pleasure at the space that has been growing between us, if I listen further in between your words and my words, and I, and I allow myself to, to sense and savor and taste the quality of the space between us, then I become even more uh, alive inside and awake to those other possibilities. In our mm-hmm. That's very beautiful. And and also and that's also how I understand uh, your uh, calling it embodiment and integration. Uh, just the fact that we are able to what degree ever uh, to talk about this is different than having kind of a lofty let's say meditation experience of some uh, sort. Yes. The, the way that the, the two uh, people uh, are having a conversation in English language about this and bring this also, if I may use the word, in the, into the body of the language. Yes. Uh, and having a, a conversation that at least I hope makes uh, some kind of sense to other people. <laughs> so I hope so. Uh, it is a form of embodiment. Yes. And uh, if, if we 
if we uh, go further in this direction, and if, if this embodiment is not just uh, held by a conversation, which I think is in fact a quite powerful and fantastic starting point, but uh, if this is also uh, uh, something that is held by the way I, I live my life, I engage with other people, or even how we work together, if, if this is informed, I, I think that uh, is one way to understand how embodiment brings this subtle dimension that you're bringing into the, the, the embodied life that we are living. Yes, because I imagine that there may be uh, some people at least who may be, uh, who may feel there that certain things are being suggested to them or they're feeling inspired by the places which you and I are able to touch. So that, that, that so that something um, moves or awakens perhaps in in them in other people and are drawn into some form of first uh, tentative awareness and then perhaps um, perhaps even to the field of practice of meeting with other uh, like-minded people who feel very drawn uh, indeed sometimes compelled to this form of of deeper work even mm -hmm. as if it were an aspect of their life which had been waiting for them forever to begin to dive into mm -hmm. I, then i think you know once once you begin to have a real taste of those fields of practice uh, there's very little that's lofty there in a sense because you're brought you're brought into very um, concrete, tangible ways into places even held within the body of um, density, of pain, of uh, past trauma, and all forms, all di many different forms of the way we hold ourselves in life in, in ways which um, slow down or which impede the, the deeper flow of life through us and which is waiting, simply waiting for us to come through more fully in the wholeness of our life in partnership, I believe, as we deepen into the subtle work, in partnership with many different forms of intelligence and love, which are really there for us within the subtle realms, working with us in very concrete ways, if we but allow ourselves to go there. Mm -hmm. So as I hear you, uh, if the subtle realms that you are talking to and, and, and that you're opening up in, in, in these conversations, if they... Uh, have some uh, attractiveness, uh, if they seem to have some truth to them, uh, the, the way to embody them is just simply to engage with them in uh, in our life, which means in relationship, which means basically uh, finding places where this can live. Uh, that may be friends, uh, that, may, that may be a certain structures, uh, certain relationships, but to allow places where this uh, uh, kind of awake, awake, being awake to this subtle realms yes. of consciousness yes. can be lived is a form of embodiment, is a form of where this can be brought to the reality of our concrete lives yes. and where it also uh, loses its loftiness, so to say, if it has it in the first place. Yes. Uh, because it becomes very... Uh, direct impacting and, and, and also challenging and, and guiding part of uh, how to conduct our lives. Yes, because it needs to be brought into very real uh, contact between us, for example, and between all those with whom we want to practice and engage within the field. Very real human relational contact. Mm 
in, in very um, increasingly practical and everyday ways as we become anchored here. And that, that's, a, you know, as, as was said before, that, that's quite a major reorientation in life. That's a, that's a different way to live fundamentally. But of course, we're, we're in, to a certain degree, um, in some ways, at least in partial control of that uh, process. So it's not as if we're, we're ever taken anywhere we don't wish to go, but we do become more anchored in our daily life relationally. And those people with whom we're in contact and practicing with, you know, become very important spaces in our life where more of this can emerge. Stephen, also as we are at the end of our uh, time here, um, as I understand, uh, this is also very much just what your work is about. Hmm. Uh, if people feel inspired, uh, is there any way uh, to... Uh, connect with your work? Uh, is there a, a certain web page people can go to, look into uh, what you're doing and what you're opening up here? The best in a way would, would be my own web page, uh, stephenbusby.com, which is, is due, uh, long overdue, some would say, for a major upgrade and hopefully will be receiving one. There'll be a new form of platform of some kind towards the end of this year, 2019, hopefully. You know, and then once, once you're engaged, if, for example, you're a Facebook user, there are all forms of, um, groups on Facebook through which we also dialogue and meet. Um, there, there's, there is a need for other forms of virtual spaces, way, way beyond Facebook, for example, which, which I, I think are on the way. Um, they're still coming. Mm -hmm. Stephen, uh, thank you very much for this conversation. Thank you very much also for the subtle rounds that you were opening up for us here. Uh, it was a real joy to talk. Thank you, Thomas, for me too. Thank you, everyone, and uh, a good evening here from Frankfurt.